Hey, hey, hey! Fellow Hellmouthing Hellions, welcome to the first official episode of Hellmouthing Off 2.0, Episode 1. Welcome to the Hellmouth. Okay, folks, here we go. Forgive the sound of shuffling papers, I decided write out my synopsis, so I'll be reading from that before I give my thoughts on the episode, but here we go. In the beginning, first there was an idea created by a writer named Joss Whedon, who wanted to turn classic horror movie cliches on their ear. In particular, the one where the bubble-headed blonde girl always trips and gets eaten by the monster. Behold the feature film that became the camp cluster screw-up that preceded the shows we all love to talk about and debate ad nauseum. I suspect the fandom of Buffy and Angel rival the fans of Star Trek for their loyalty and love, but I could be wrong. Anyway, needless to say, Joss was not happy with how Frank Kazooie took his idea in your ho and in your host's humble opinion ruined it. And as such, Joss decided to take control and make a TV series. So we begin with... Welcome to the Hellmouth. Well, we open the first of the two-part pilot episode with the most cliched of horror movie cliches. The innocent blonde girl with a bad boy in an empty building. However, it's not the bad boy we need to worry about in this instance because, surprise, the so-called innocent girl is the vampire and proceeds to feed on the boy. We fade to black and the classic theme from Nerf Herder comes on. When we come back, we see Buffy, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, sleeping and having nightmares. She wakes, and we hear her mother's voice telling her it's time to wake up. We witness the outside of Sunnydale High School, a.k.a. the real-life Torrance High School in Torrance, California, also featured in Beverly Hills 90210, and students milling around as Buffy arrives and her mother, Joyce's, later be named such, played by Christine Sutherland, after Buffy burned down her previous school in L.A. As her first big battle as a vampire slayer, they were forced to move. Joyce is concerned that Buffy should just try to be normal. As Buffy walks into school, she is seen by skateboarding geeky guy Xander Alex Lavelle Harris, played by Nick Brandon, and is smitten by her. While distracted, he takes himself out with a bit in the stir where we see the token nerd girl of the show, Willow Rosenberg, played by Allison Hannigan, who picks up her best friend from the ground, where they and their friend Jesse joins them and discuss the new girl. While we fade to the principal's office where Buffy is welcomed, somewhat dubiously, by Principal Flutie, who is a rather ineffectual administrator. After Buffy leaves the office, she literally bumps into Xander, where he very ineffectually 
flirts with Buffy, where we get the first hint of what this young man means to the overall show when Buffy forgets to pick up her emergency steak. And in class, Buffy meets the Queen Bee of Sunnydale High School, Cordelia Chase, played by Charisma Carpenter, who gives her a coolness test trying to get Buffy to join her group. <clears throat> After directing Buffy to the library and inviting her to the local teen hotspot, The Bronze, later, she proceeds to bully Willow, which upsets Buffy a little. Buffy enters the library looking for school books and bumps into the librarian and watcher, Rupert, Gile, Rupert Ripper Giles. More on the nickname in later episodes, who is played by British actor Anthony Stewart Head. He correctly identifies her as a slayer and hauls out this enormous leather-bound book with the word vampire emblazoned on the front. Buffy freaks out to the point where she runs away forgetting her books that she came to ask for. She searches out Willow during lunch for some tutoring help and meets Xander again and Jesse. After some good-natured ribbing from the three and some clumsy flirting from Xander, when he returns her steak, Cordelia butts in to let Buffy know about last night's victim stuffed in a locker. After freaking out the group with her creepy questions about the body, body Buffy runs off. She tries to sneak into the locker room when she runs into Principal Flutie, who interrogates her for her reason for being there. She gives him a lame story and watches him leave. She breaks the lock on the locker room and inspects the body and gets pissed when she sees two telltale puncture marks on his neck. Buffy storms into the library and confronts Giles in a bad mood. She knows what's going on and wants no part of it. She had enough of the death and isolation from her family and friends in the hopes of keeping them safe. Charles unsuccessfully tries to persuade her to do the job she was chosen for because she is the only one with the powers to kill supernatural creatures. And unknown to Buffy, she's moved into a town that is a supernatural convergence known as the Hellmouth. Unimpressed, Buffy stalks off to class. One thing Buffy scoffs at is the big evil he's predicting. Little do they n both know that a nest of vampires is chanting nearby in hopes of bringing their leader back from a limbo that he's been trapped in Sunnydale for 60 plus years. That night, Buffy plans to join her new friends at the Bronze as she commiserates with her mother about the move in her first day of school. Buffy feels that her special... Gifts caused not only the forced move, but the divorce, which uh, happened in between the movie and the show itself. Buffy starts walking to the club and is followed by the cliche, Dark Mysterious Stranger. She ducks into the alley... She ducks into an alley and climbs up onto a pole lying across the roof of an alley where, when the stranger comes in, she kicks him into the wall. The stranger echoes Giles' earlier advice and tells her about an apocalyptic event known as The Harvest. The stranger who tells Buffy his name is Angel and gives her a cross necklace as he says he's a friend as he leaves. 
Elsewhere in the vampire's nest, the ritual is completed and a very old, bat-like humanoid creature rises from a pool of blood, revealing the master, played by Mark Metcalf. Luke, the biggest vamp in the master's right arm, tells him the harvest is near. The master sends out two vampires to bring two victims for him to feed on. Bring me something young, is his command. At the bronze... Buffy runs into Willow, who's waiting for Xander that she's had a crush on since they were kids. Buffy encourages Willow to mingle as she spots Giles lurking on the balcony. After some ribbing from Buffy about him being there, he tries again to convince Buffy to do her sacred duty. She tells him what Angel says just before she picks out one of the two vampires hunting in the club talking to Willow. In shock, Buffy tries to pursue them, not noticing that Jesse is talking to the blonde girl from the beginning of the episode, named Darla, played by the lovely Julie Benz. Buffy chases after Willow and the, and the vampire, but loses him. Cordelia, unknown by Buffy, sneaks up behind her. Buffy's reflexes barely stop her from staking Cordelia, and therefore ruining her standings among the cool clique at Sunnydale High. Buffy reports to Giles just before she runs into town, bumping into Xander, who accidentally overheard her conversation with Giles in the library about her duty. Hang on a sec. One of the dangers of using sides for this. Eh, come on. He ribs her a little just before she convinces him that Willow is in danger and they run off. Meanwhile, the vampire is taking Willow into a graveyard where she's getting more and more creeped out until the vampire shoves her into a mausoleum where she falls over. She tries to get away but is blocked by Darla, who is fed on Jesse, who followed her and collapses from a loss of blood. Willow tries to stand up for them, stand up to them, only for both of them to go vamp face and Willow to scream. Buffy walks in with Xander and throws some superhero quips around. The young male vampire tries to sneak up behind Buffy, who gets staked and dusted for his troubles. Xander, Willow, and Jesse try to book out of there, but are cornered by some vampires while Buffy squares off with Darla. She starts to get the upper hand until Luke comes in from behind and throws Buffy across the room. He yells at Darla to get after the three young people who ran off while he beats the crap out of Buffy. He throws her into a coffin and makes a cryptic remark about the harvest as he leans in to bite her. Will Buffy survive? Will the three friends survive? Is this a spoof of another show ending? Tune in next time. Same Fang time, same Fang podcast. Okay, my thoughts on the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. As pilots go, it wasn't so bad. Most pilots tend to be a bit clunky. This was no exception, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and still thoroughly enjoy it along with the rest of the rather shortened first season of Buffy. But that is just my opinion. The most clunky of pilots I've ever seen was the first and ultimately 
unaired pilot of Star Trek, the original series, called The Cage, which most of us who have seen the original series in syndication have only seen it called The Menagerie. In any case, Buffy seems to be off to a good start here, and uh, I'll be with you it's while we listen to my talking about this and watching the show and sharing my opinions on it. But for now, that's the end of uh, Hell Mouthing Off for me today. And so, whether you love this, whether you hate this, whether you think that Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the best supernatural piece of television that's been on forever, or whether you think that I've gotten a concussion from all the time I've taken to do this, you can let me know by either calling into this podcast on anchor.com or send me an email at hellmouthy.off at gmail.com. Until next time, fellow Hellmouthy Hellions, keep your steak handy and... Arr!